Well, good morning to you. We are starting just a little bit early today, but that's okay because you all are worth it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Time with Retro Lag. I am your man. I am not a myth, possibly a legend, Mr. Retro Lag himself. You can always catch the show. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, or right here on Twitch. Or you can go to the links in the chat uh, to the podcast. Which I would just like to add, we are almost at 100 downloads. 100 downloads, y'all. So if you know anybody out there that enjoys podcasts, plug the podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. You, you don't understand how much it means to me. <clears throat> a few announcements. Uh, Clip It is a show where I essentially highlight streamers that I enjoy, um, that I find funny, amusing, great. Uh, and we will be highlighting some of their best and worst moments, but in good taste. Uh, that's coming on tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch. Uh, Social Soup, the videos... In addition to the podcast, will be out later today, so you can check those out on either YouTube or on podcast uh, services. Uh, Social Soup is gaming and entertainment news. Comes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6, p- uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thursday, we have Conspiracy Corner. Uh, that will be at 9 p.m. Eastern, and then every week thereafter will be on Tuesdays. So make sure you guys stop by to check that out. Uh, and then we have Backlog, which will be on Wednesday. I kind of jumped ahead of myself. I apologize. Backlog is essentially me playing games that I just have been in my catalog for the longest and I've never finished or started. So that's essentially what that's going to be. That will be at 9 p.m. or excuse me, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. Okay. And the first game we're going to be playing is uh, Kingdom Hearts. So we're going to dive into that. And I know that's a long one, but it's been on the top of my list for a long time. So I want to get started on it. And then Friday is a UFC event. So we're definitely going to be doing a podcast for that. Uh, That'll be everything about fights podcast that will come on. Time to be determined, but I'm looking at possibly seven uh, right around after the weigh-ins. So, (laughs) excuse me. And like clockwork, here come the sneezes. Um... The brew that I'm drinking today is 8 o'clock, the original, medium roast. <sighs> very good, very good. Uh, hopefully here at the beginning of the month I get some more coffees. So, those are the announcements. That's the brew I'm drinking. Let's talk about the focus. The focus today is direction all right so direction by definition a course along which someone or something moves she set off in the opposite direction another definition the management or guidance of someone or something under his direction the college has developed an international reputation now In the military, they say three things to you. As a leader, you have to provide purpose, direction, and motivation. Purpose, obviously, for why you're doing something. Direction, how do they need to do it? When do they need to do it? And motivation. And show them that you're not above doing it yourself. And give them validation to what they're doing. So purpose, direction, and motivation. (laughs) Right? So as I got out of the military, I still... I would question what I was doing. You know, why, why why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Um... What is what is the end result? What what am I trying to set out after? 
and even with uh even with streaming you know there there were a few times where i would look at it like this is pointless i'm i'm doing this for for nothing you know um it's very easy to think that it's very easy to think that you know what i'm doing is is for nothing you know because there's so many people that do it right i mean there's people that do like if i if i wanted to be petty there's people that do less and get more appeal and get more claim to fame than i do but isn't that the way it always is isn't it the people that are the most genuine and sincere usually like in in music right the best hip-hop was underground hip-hop it was the stuff you didn't hear on the radio and the stuff on the radio was catchy was good was jingly um but the real good music was always the underground underground hip-hop it's the people that were known in the streets but weren't known on uh you know on the platforms and then occasionally a person would breach through right so that's kind of like how it feels with 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 streaming you know um but aside from that so understanding that it is easy to feel that way seeing small things small victories continue continue me down the path you know continue continue us down the path that we're trying to go to reach ultimate success one small victory for me um i've been streaming for a, a long time like i started back in november of uh 2017 if i'm not mistaken i think that's like when the account was originally created pulling it up right now no the account was cre- oh no that's not it the account was created wow the account was created 6 may 6 may of 2017 so i'm like now i didn't stream like i created the account and it, but it was only to watch my first streams uh really didn't start until i think the summertime maybe i want to say that was when they when they started if i'm not mistaken they were like around i mean i did have well wow i actually had quite a bit of streams in 2017 my first real stream was Friday the 28th, July 2017. And, you know, I had quite a bit. You know, I, I, I was trying a multitude of things. Just, I wasn't streaming for that long either, you know. But I didn't get very serious until later that year. And I didn't get fully serious until 2018. You know, so one achievement that I reached, though, from that time till now, is I just reached the, uh, what is it called? Uh, it is called the, the Empire Business stream for a thousand hours total a thousand hours that's crazy now i probably could have reached it a long time ago you know absolutely the point is i still reached it there's people that start streaming by all this equipment and have delusions of grandeur that i'm gonna get all this equipment and it's going to look good and all I'm going to have to do is play a game for a couple months and people are just going to start flocking and I'm going to be big. It doesn't work like that. Like most times 
people have to do something very unique and interesting and even then it takes a while for it to catch um you know and i've had ups and downs i've had times where i was averaging a very high viewership rate and i've had times where you know just me but that's not you know that's not the point of course it 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 can be looked at as that like man i gotta do something but really at this point streaming is just an add-on for me you know i could do the podcast without streaming it and it still gets uploaded i still promote it but me doing it live is a chance for the people that do watch twitch in the morning and need somebody to, to watch they can click the channel you know um i don't know how many people lurk and come in i don't i don't care about that Every time I see somebody I know pop up in the chat, I absolutely want to stray from the format and just immediately start talking to them. But I also have content and information I'm trying to deliver. And I want to make sure that I stay on that that path, going down down that direction. And then the question would be, well, why? Why do I want to stay on that path? Well, I want to stay on that path because I want it to be structured in a way where you get something out of it instead of me just rambling and it provides value. There's value in information. If you understand what your purpose is of doing something and then you understand your direction you're trying to go, eventually... You'll get your motivation you need to do it. And you will just do it. And then you will get into the habit of practicing these things. And you it will become routine. And before you know it, your life is changing. Because you applied simple skill sets that we already possess. <clears throat> but maybe it took me just addressing it. And you having to listen and hear it for you to really take action on utilizing those skills now everything i just said would not be of value if i was here rambling so that's you know that's why i do it i could i could just as easily go right back to just gaming monday through friday trying to do this stuff outside of streaming but that's not what i want to do you know i i want to produce shows and introduce those shows to you guys to all of you to enjoy um i love gaming though so that's the direction i'm going but you know the direction i'm going It could turn into the wrong direction. A course along which someone or something moves. She set off in the opposite direction. Perhaps the direction we think we're going down turns out to be the wrong one. An example, I brought this up last week. I had made a a comment towards something that was really... A touchy situation and I made it out of spite I made the comment out of uh, out of frustration but in doing that I immediately went a different direction than I'm I'm used to traveling and it rubs some people the wrong way and they unfollowed instantly say la vie you know I don't control people's actions. I control my actions. But that example is important because typically the route I travel, the direction I travel, is observing from afar, watching 
the interactions people have and just keeping it moving. Because it doesn't, to say it doesn't affect me would kind of be, um, wouldn't be true. Because it does affect me. However, it doesn't affect me so much to the point where I need to stop what I'm doing and say something. Um, especially with hot topics. But that was an example of me going in the wrong direction. Have you ever done that? Have you ever... Have you ever been doing something because you you wanted to do it, but in wanting to do it, you kind of forced yourself to to say, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how it's supposed to be, only to later realize I shouldn't have did that. I wasted too much time on that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it could be anything. Um, and I've always found for me that when I've done that, it's better to go with what my gut is telling me. What is, what is my intuition telling me? Sometimes I can I utilize what I want so bad as my intuition telling me like, I know I got to do this, but that's that's that desire to do something. Well, that sets us in the direction we're trying to go, you know, our wants and our needs. A really good one that that uh, delineates between the two is when you like when it's the end of the month, you know, finances are run dry and you're trying to survive until the next paycheck. Right. You live in check to check. And it's like, OK, I know I can't be going out just squandering all of my cash because if I do that then I'm not going to make it to the next paycheck. So what I what I want is plenty of stuff, but what I need to do is just stay on on task so I so I make it to the next check. So it's very to un, it's very easy to understand your direction you're going. Um but when you have let's let's flip that. When you have an abundance of money you go any direction you want to go. You, I've bought stuff I didn't even need, only to and and I justified the purchase as a way of well, I want to do this. You know, I haven't had the chance to do this before, and now I have the opportunity to. So I'm going to take advantage of that. So then the direction where we we should be going down is is blurred and it's fogged, and we take the wrong turn. Or we take the exit when we should have just stayed on the highway. Um, you know, but direction also, like, here, let's look at this other definition. The management or guidance of someone or something. Under his direction, the, go- the college has developed an international reputation. So when I hear it in that term, I think of leadership. You know, under his direction, under her direction, under their direction. I think of leadership, you know, and I and a good example of that is when you look at a strong content creator that creates a, uh, a, a stream team. Essentially, that's an extension of their original community and they're branching out to other creators to expand and make a bigger community. Um you know if that person has a strong like just a strong leadership mentality the chances of success for that that team are higher versus people that kind of created because they you know they kind of follow the status quo but they don't have like it's not that they don't have leadership values they just don't have leadership qualities so i, I think qualities and values are different Values are, yes, I'm a good person. I understand doing the right thing. Uh, treat all people uh, fair and equal. Those are your values, right? But your qualities are, do you know how to take charge? Do you know how to take action? Do you know how to incentivize? Do you know how to, to, how to, how to provide purpose? How to provide direction, motivation? If the answer is no, then, or somewhat, then typically those teams may start out good, but without a strong backing from people that are 
uh, have good leadership qualities, the chances of success on that team are going to be very minimal, if at all. And that's not to say that on the the teams that have good leaders, uh, that success is guaranteed, because it's not. I mean, if anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it because it's true. The reality of it is, is unless it's a smaller team where you can really focus in and hone hone in on those individuals or those individuals have a community in their own right joining a team to me is just you're doing it because you want to do it there's no added value in my opinion um unless of those other factors like i said now there can be that doesn't mean there can't be you know it's not a open closed case there can be value added um but that's what do i put into it and what is the team putting back into me you know vice versa what am i providing to the team and what is the team providing to me if it's nothing well then you're getting nothing and it's that simple um but i was talking about leadership i was talking about leadership and direction you know so that's what that's what you see in content um you see it you see it anywhere you go you know, I've been in jobs where um, I was the oldest person. And here, prime example was uh, me getting out of the military. I wanted a part-time job just to kill time. So I got a job at GameStop for a while. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I was like, man, I'm working at a place I wanted to work at. Like when they first came out and I had barely joined the military. You know, like, you know, like back when I was in high school, they used to have warehouse music. And, you know, that's where you went to buy all your music and everything. And uh, I wanted to work there because, you know, I loved music and I loved interacting with people. More really, it was just because of the music. But that's how I felt about GameStop. Like, you know, I love video games. I love talking about games. People that come in, you know, me sharing that love would just incentivize them to just buy, right? So it translates to sales. What I noticed was because of my experience from the military, I already had strong leadership values. I had strong leadership qualities, but I'm a subordinate. But I understood being a subordinate, you know, being a doer, the worker bee. So I'm just doing. You don't got to tell me, you know, I'm going to look for something to do. I'm going to make sure I'm going to do so much that it turns into we really don't have a lot to do and we get caught up, you know, and we, you know, we eventually become one of the better stores so i got bumped up really fast you know i got bumped up to uh to uh a senior guest advisor in like two months which was pretty cool because i started as just a temp you know I, I started as a seasonal uh but there were there were people under me you know they were younger they had been there for a while but their their the direction that they travel like their leadership style was it was like it was subpar and and I'm not saying that with a sense of arrogance I'm saying it from an evaluating standpoint if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a senior to them and I'm evaluating this is how I'm looking at it they were subpar they would do enough to get by and pawn off everything to the workers or they would make excuses for why they couldn't come in and you know call the the seasonal or the person the the subordinate with the expectation that that person's going to say yes. Like, I don't know how many times they would call me and try to get me to come in. I'm like, nah, man, it's my day off. Y'all gave me the day off. I'm going to take it off. But there were some times where I said yes because I wanted to get the hours. Um, but that was an example of me seeing the direction that they kind of carried us under. You know, how they kind of, how they maneuver, how they operate. Um you know, so if you're in that position, how do you carry yourself? I've done the same thing. I've had moments where I've motivated people. I've, you know, I've taken initiative and I've been right in the front, leading leading by example, they say. And I've also been the one, as as my, my soldiers used to say, sandbagging. Sandbagging was just like, I'm... I'm uh, being lazy, procrastinating, letting somebody else do it because I didn't want to do it. Um, you know, so, so I've been on both sides of the spectrum. But when it came to my real leadership qualities, I always tried to show that 
if you and I are working together, you and I are on equal playing fields. I simply hold a title as a supervisor. But I hold I hold it for a reason. It's because somebody put their trust in me that I, I knew how to do the job and I could do it well and I could get others to do it well um, as well. So that's all that meant. You know, so I always tried to show that at a minimum. So, um, but as an individual, where do we go in terms of direction? So let, let's hone back in on content, streaming. You see so many videos, right, of people saying the five things you should do uh, before you start streaming. You know, uh, some the majority of you are not going to make it. Uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is true, right? If these are people that are in the industry and they're at a level of where they've gotten the experience and they've gotten the exposure to how it operates and what it takes to be, quote, big nowadays, then it's easy to say, okay, it's it's easy to believe that. But how does that affect my direction? How, do, how does that affect which way I'm going to go, what I plan on doing? Well, for starters, here's exactly what it did. So... Before I was watching videos on how to improve, because I'm always trying to improve, I was focused on uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, didn't do a podcast, but I would start at 8 a.m. and I would go until 12 or 1 o'clock, so four to five hours, and I would do about an hour of just chatting, then I would do gameplay, and then I would end sometimes I would try to most of the time sometimes I would end with a mix so like a DJ mix so I would try to interact with the chat I would play a specific game and I would end with something that was different that gave me exposure to a new audience now if you were to look at the analytics it would say that I was trending in the right direction my growth was was going somewhere but in watching these videos they adjusted the direction I was going down I was watching videos on how to like be unique and set yourself apart and because what I looked at was sustainability. You know, and what sustainability says is if you look at a channel and based off of a certain metric, depending on if it's trending up or going down, what that says is the sustainability of what this person is doing is either going to keep them going up or it's going to it's going to decrease, which means they're not going to last given the current format. So I evaluated everything I was doing. And I was like, okay, I'm trending right now. But if I look at it in the long term, is it going to stay the same way? So I gambled on it and took a chance and said, well, I want to create different things. So I changed my whole format. Now, the idea is always supposed to be to just change a couple things. Don't change everything. But I changed everything. You know, I wanted it to be more structured towards how a... A television network um, operates and in, in doing that it, it, it affected it, it affected the overall viewership now in all fairness I've only really been on the, the same format for about the last maybe the last month because I started at the end of July and you know we're close to the end of August so for about a month right but if, if I was to compare it to when I first started streaming regularly off of the original schedule and off the original format, it was the same thing. The, the baseline was around the same. So, but I say all that to say one factor affected the direction I was traveling. And, and, and a lot of times when it comes to content and, and it comes to streaming specifically, there's certain there's certain things that to me hold true and number one is yes there's so many streamers nowadays that it, it's harder to get discovered but twitch was built off of gaming so to me that's always gonna be there that formula will always be there but there's the other formulas as well creating 
unique content that isn't on the platform that reaches a different audience reaches the people that want to see something different um there's the there all there's the always the competitive aspect you know uh people always want to see that so you know there's different ways to achieve what you're trying to get after the point is is these people that provide all these advice videos and and they share their experience a lot of what it does is it affects the direction you're going down now what it really does for them is it helps them it helps their growth because people are listening to them but one thing one person said is that stuck with me was they said you know if you're watching every video that i have don't don't watch every single video I have. Don't take every single thing, every piece of advice I give you. You know, just go and create. Just go do different things. One thing they do say is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Create content elsewhere. Because you have a you have you still have a chance to diversify that portfolio, right? Hence me creating a podcast. Hence me creating videos for YouTube. You know, uh In the past, I've done content where it was specifically focused only to certain platforms. Like, I had had game reviews, and I only did one, in all fairness. But they were only focused to Twitch, or or to Twitter. Because I was like, I don't want to put it on YouTube. I don't want to put it on on Twitch. I just want to put the video directly to Twitter. And it was like a one-minute video. Um, In hindsight, I should have added... um, uh, caption so that way people can read it because uh, most times I know when I watch a video I don't watch it with the sound I'll just kind of see what they're doing and then I'll but if it has captions I'm more likely to read it and then I may even after that turn the sound on because I want to hear it so um, you know I just doing those different things and you know you look at you look at the the, the measurement of success either it's working or it's not and then you adjust from there but what you can't do is what I would say in hindsight is well I guess I say it in two ways the first way I say is don't change everything all at one time because especially if you're already on a a path of growth that's going to immediately affect that growth and then you're essentially starting over which is which is what what is happening now but that's fine but the other thing is, and this is where I really lean towards, which was don't be afraid of change. Just I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to do it. And we're going to roll from there and see what happens. And I could look at it on one aspect and say, well, you know, I'm not seeing the success I'd like here. But when you look over here, man, the success is through the roof. You know, I mean, I've only been doing the the podcast for about a couple months maybe i think the first show was like july like the middle of july middle of end of july i mean we're at 20 episodes 21 episodes now so we're so about a month right uh we're just saying all fairness say like 45 days but i'm almost at 100 downloads on the podcast that's insane that, that that's absolutely insane you know uh because when you start something you start from zero you know you start from the big fat goose egg so oh coffee oh (laughs) by the way i want to say thank you to everybody that's chilling hanging out with me today i hope your tuesday's going great um (coughs) so yeah direction whatever your direction is Align it with what your purpose is. If you don't have a purpose, then don't start traveling. <laughs> you know, I say that metaphorically, but in the reality of it, if you're thinking of doing something, but you can't establish the purpose of you doing that, then don't set off in the direction to do that because it may um, yield um, undesired results and or uh, it may be a waste of time. But don't be afraid to take a, uh, you know, don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to take a chance if you understand what your purpose is. Now, let's switch gears. Let's talk about criticism. 
So that's today's topic. Today's topic is criticism. Now, criticism is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. He received a lot of criticism. Another definition is the analysis and judgment of the merits and faults of a literary or artistic work. Alternative methods of criticism supported by well-developed literary theories. A lot of times... So why did I pick criticism today? Well, I think... So one thing that popped out in my head, right, was... Criticism disguised as advice. And you see that a lot on socials, right? Um, and I mean, there's there's helpful motives for unsolicited advice. There's less helpful motives and there's very unhelpful motives. Um, constructive versus destructive. Somebody in uh, in the chat said that I would I would absolutely agree with that, and uh, and I think when somebody says something on Twitter, right, they blast it out. Well, first of all, they're proud of their accomplishment, as they should be. You know, you you've reached a level you didn't think you would, and you want to share it just the, the same way as everybody else. And the first thing somebody does, especially if you have a bigger sphere of influence is they're going to shoot it down. They're going to pass judgment on it. They're going to criticize. Um, But what you don't see a lot of is a genuine search for criticism. You know, like, there have been times where I've wanted criticism. Like, I I really do. Like, um, I've asked people, you know, when when I was playing the games and stuff, like, you know, what do y'all think? You know, should I go this direction? Should I go this direction? You know, should we play this on this night? And usually what I saw, which wasn't helpful to the degree that I needed it, was I'd get one person say, oh, you should just play this game with me. Or, uh, or no, you, you should just not even play this and play this. And it's like, so maybe maybe I'm asking the wrong question or maybe I'm not asking in the in the forum I should be asking. But I feel like I feel like streamers, at least me, don't get enough criticism. And um and that I think that helps. It helps in that it allows us to see what works versus what doesn't work. Where I rely on it the most is is the analytics of it. You know, I'm going to analyze the metrics of what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and look at others that maybe are similar in what I'm doing to determine if there is a potential of, of growth, a potential of increased viewership, you know, a desire for this type of content to determine if it's, you know, it's worth doing it. But that, that only answers that question. It doesn't answer, well, am I delivering this in the wrong way? Am I, am I, you know, all over the place? Just different things, right? Um, so in that sense, criticism is, is, is desired. It's warranted. It's, it's welcomed. But where it's not and where you typically see it is on socials. You, you see people giving criticism or advice because they want to establish dominance. And I, I've, I've aligned this with when people say that maybe aren't in your, in your circle, but there's, they say, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like I've always felt like that is one of those... I have to establish my dominance over you so as to make myself feel better, even though your accomplishment has surpassed what I'm capable of at this present moment. It's not that they're incapable of it. It's just they haven't done it yet. So I felt like when people would say that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes 
it was really to save face for themselves it really wasn't you know and to me that's that's a criticism you're you're criticizing that person you're saying up to that point without saying it and at least the way i'm perceiving it is that you're proud of them in that you never expected that they would be able to accomplish that so you undermined their capabilities you underestimated their capabilities uh, real quick, I just want to read this comment. Your stream is a perfect example of what people need on the daily. You curate value and spread it. Mindset building strength through awareness. I I, I humbly appreciate that comment. And that's that's the goal. That's that's the purpose. That's the direction. To to provide insight, to help to help pull out my thoughts and articulate them in a way where they're helpful to people instead of what i did previously uh, a couple weeks ago which was spread some negativity on the internet that was un unnecessary um that's just not that's not because i can be a very negative person i think anybody can and as much as it might make us feel good to do that it only feels good in that moment and then in the reality it tears us back down because it's tearing others down so you know two opposite sides of the spectrum one is helpful and one is not i'm trying to stay on the helpful side um so but that's an example of uh, what i was previously saying you know like i felt like that's an example of a criticism or, or here, here's another one, and this is more geared towards types of unsolicited advice that cause stress, uh, cause stress, and very unhelpful motives, a desire for drama. So they go on to say, believe it or not, some people love conflict, love hearing themselves argue, and get a feeling of personal power from telling others how wrong they are. Such people, consciously or unconsciously, tend to give lots of advice as a way of bringing up topics to debate. So I feel like that's exactly where criticism is veiled as advice, you know, and, and, and that advice is actually there's an unhelpful motive behind it. Um, you know, it in example, and I've seen this from a, a the bad part about socials is the people that are the most outspoken are usually the people that others want to argue with. And that individual that's outspoken might not necessarily be the type that wants to argue. They just don't agree with your point and they're, they don't feel the need to have to hide that. Um, I don't think that that is a desire for drama in that sense. Whereas to the flip side of that coin, the person that's quick to jump out the window and right into that argument is there's the unhelpful motive. Look, I just got to go on the record and say this X, Y, Z, you know, blah, Z, blah, or they, they do a retweet. You're, 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 you're criticizing, but with the motive to spark the drama, you know, because there's the desire for that, you know, that's. If you look at the definition of a troll, that's what a troll does, you know, but they're not going to call themselves a troll. That's exactly what a troll does. A troll will look at something, wait, and then throw something out there just to get the just to get the pot stirred up, get the fire started, and then they just kind of say whatever. And then they'll or, or sit and not say anything. And then they'll wait until somebody says something and then they'll throw something else in just to keep it going. Like that's exactly what a troll does because they uh, they desire that they get a feeling of personal power like I instigated this and you're mad now how does that feel you know I don't think that there's criticism in that I think that's just somebody with an unhelpful motive if we were to stay on the path of talking about criticism in that sense um the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. This is that whole, um, you know, hashtag fill in the blank party or is over party, right? Like nobody's ever really over. It's just 
the criticism of that individual based off of perceived faults and mistakes is is what's causing this to catch on and then other people are catching on to it you know i'm starting to feel like in an age where we share so much through social media there there's social awareness yet through all of that awareness there's a, a naivety to it you know if that's even a word uh, like I'm not going to do enough research or, or gain enough knowledge of a particular subject, but through a series of retweets or a series of posts or memes that I've read, I've gained enough knowledge to know that I'm educated enough to argue this point and criticize those that actually are educated on it and can speak critically on it. And, and, and my disapproval of them justifies my position. Like that's that's a state where we're at. And and that that's again, that kind of ties into that that unhelpful motive, those motives of going around spreading that as a way to establish dominance through passing judgment or through a desire of drama, drama classified as me saying I want to be right is unhelpful. That's that's unwarranted, unwarranted, unwanted criticism. You know, um, and it, and it's 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 prevalent through social media, but that's why you see big social media um, personas, i.e., number one, who always, uh, you know, people always try to cancel, is is Joe Rogan. He, you know, he said, "I don't read the comments. I don't look at the comments because it it's a never-ending uh, hole that you're gonna fall into and you can't get back out of." You know, whether people like him or dislike him is a whole nother conversation. But the, the point of me bringing him up is just that exact reason. Like the bigger you are, the more people want to disagree with you just because. On the flip side of that coin, the smaller you are, I feel like the easier it is for people to feel like you're canceled, you're non-relevant. And this is why, you know. So I think just in terms of criticism and how that relates it, it's all intertwined and we don't we see more of that and not enough of healthy criticism you know like I want people like I wish that there was some type of like I don't know if any of y'all remember but when twitch first started they had essentially like a timeline where you could post stuff you know it was like a feed and and I kind of wish that they still had that because I would love to be able to still get comments throughout the day of, you know, maybe leave a question, like leave the question at the end of the stream. Like, hey, I would love to hear what you what you all thought about today's episode. You know, drop a comment uh, in, in the feed and uh, and I'll be sure to check it out just to get some healthy criticism, you know, uh, but the other places where that. You know, I rely on that is through the YouTube, which you can find the link in the, in the profile um, on the podcast services. But most of them don't really have a comment section. I think Apple allows you to rate a podcast and leave comments. Um, here's another great comment. You take the energy and you decide what to do next. Bad, good or misunderstood. So many things can be taken out of context through chat slash comment threads slash feeds the sentiment can be filtered and if the negatives aren't constructive they don't exist i think the challenge is always is always the black and white right so i type something in my tone in with my emotion and i try to keep it as gray as possible Yet, the receiver of it is going to determine what to do with it, as, as the comment said. And unfortunately, a lot of times, when, it be, when it's a hot-button issue, even if you're walking on eggshells with your, with your comment, so as to not create an unhealthy debate, more times than not, that's what it turns into. And if it does stay healthy, then typically a third party jumps in um, as a way to like they perceive it a completely different direction and then they put energy on it and then it just it spirals. 
So to me, unfortunately, it it just never worked. Like in in like even on on uh, sites where you can do it, like Reddit. Reddit, you could type a whole essay, and somebody's gonna hear what they wanna what they wanna hear, and it's just gonna go from there. And it's unfortunate because. Like, I remember the days of forums, you know, where a forum had a moderator and they would allow you to have a conversation as long as it was constructive. Um, If it was a particular conversation, Um, if it wasn't, then, you know, then they would moderate and they would mute out the comments that were just toxic and they let the the poster know, hey, this isn't uh, constructive. You know, this is your first warning. You say it again, we're going to mute you or we're going to time you out. Um, but then you had other forums where it was welcomed. Yeah, let the toxicity in. Let's just let people say what they want to say. Um, so I think it's it's unfortunate because nothing ever really gets uh, nothing ever really gets done. Nothing ever really gets established. Uh, and no healthy conversation happens. You know. You can see healthy conversations through chats, through through uh, streams, but what you typically see is somebody jump in that isn't normally there and just blast something, you know. And even then, it happens, you know. Like there's a there's a, a miscommunication in words, and somebody perceives something the wrong way, and then next thing you know, there's there's a there's a whole tangent of something else going on instead of what the topic of discussion was so i think it's a very slippery slope you know i still would would contest that the best form of discussion is through like a one-on-one you know that was why i had started the art of conversation was to just be able to talk to people just as if we were just shooting the breeze you know if we were hanging out you know maybe over lunch, over a coffee, over a beer, you know, how are we going to interact? What are some of the things we're going to talk about? And for the most part, the Art of Conversation podcast was a very light conversation. Let me wrap up the episode and we'll get into the chat because there's some people in here that I want to I wanna uh, acknowledge. Uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the, the show today. Don't be afraid to share criticism. Uh, Try to share it constructively as opposed to destructively. And if you enjoy the podcast, then make sure you go to the links that are listed. Spotify, Google, Apple. And uh, I will see you guys on the next episode tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every Monday through Friday. All right.